Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Greetings and welcome to the latest episode of Transplaining, the podcast in which I, Jordan Gray, that's me, that's what I am, I deal with questions big and small from a celebrity guest. Today, me old mate Russell Kane is the man in search of answers and I'll do my very best to accommodate him. But as you know, I always have help. Today, it's the very first example of somebody returning to the show, a returning co-host. It's always been on the cards, but this is the first time it's happened. Today, that returning coast, coast host, man, is a co- my returning coaster, what I like to rest my cup of tea that is a career on, is Ross McGrain. Don't laugh, it's unprofessional. Yes. No, I'm joking, laugh as much as you like. The difficult uh, second album. <laughs> you may remember Ross from the episode featuring his partner in crime, John Oakes, and Esther Manito, who may or may not have showed up very late. Um, if you want to know more about Ross, listen to uh, the episode that he was on with John Oakes, with whom he presents the weekend breakfast show on Radio Essex, 8 to 12, Saturdays and Sundays. Ross McGrain, you're here now. Hello, mate. Thanks for coming in and being a returning guest host. Thanks for having me back. So right. I thought I'd ruined it, but here we job. are. <laughs> We've been together all day long. We're not allowed to say why, but it's exciting, ain't it? It's so exciting. It's ridiculous. We're working yeah. on something big. Not just us. The world shall see it. I think, well, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Otherwise, this has been a really long week for, <laughs> for not a lot of traction. <laughs> what I will say is that the honour of, of being a returning co-host, to a lot of people, that'd be quite a big deal. But you got some news today that absolutely trounces that. Yeah, I'm honor. afraid so. You are no longer the only award-winning comedian in this building. Tell the nation <laughs> and all the ships at sea what you just won. It's really cool. Uh, my little club that I set up 10 years ago to practice comedy in and sort of give a platform to people like Jordan Gray as well, as finally, after That's 10 me. years won a National Comedy Award for Best Open Mic Comedy Club in the South. Absolutely amazing. I'm so chuffed for you. And we're going there now after this in real yeah. time. Tonight is the Chortle Comedy Awards. We're going to go there and receive that award on your behalf. We well, are. Not on your behalf. You are there. I'm You'll there. receive it on behalf of yourself. <laughs> Imagine if I sent Jordan Gray to pick up my award. <laughs> I'd gladly. And I'd bring it in tomorrow and we'd have a nice time. Um, I'm up for a couple, but let's not jinx it and say I'm going to win them. I hope you do. Otherwise, it's going to be a really long train ride home later. <laughs> I'm so spoiled because I won the award. If I don't win both of the awards and another award that is a secret third award, I'm going to be sad. I would be really sad with myself. Now, look, you've got Russell Kane coming up. You know him really well. This is not a shock to you. No, I've known Russell for donkey's years. When I left school, I set up my first comedy club about 15, 16. And I saw Russell do an open spot shortly after we, we opened that club. And Ever since then, bearing in mind, running an open mic comedy night for 10 years, the amount of open spots I've seen in the last 20-odd years, mm. I've never seen anyone turn a room upside down the way that guy did. Uh, so we ended up giving him a few of his first paid gigs, and he, he worked with us at that club for a long time. We sort of saw him get his first agent, get his first bit of TV, win the Edinburgh oh, Award. Oh, so nice. And John yeah, I mean, Oakes, your partner in crime, he did say he was with Russell when he found out he was nominated one year. Yeah, he and was. And he was yeah. with me when I was nominated this year. And really? He, was, he said he got like, yeah, I was sitting next to John Oakes when they called and said, 
that I was nominated. And he was like, this is exactly what happened to Russell, all that excitement. Oh, and you learn, it's, it's him. John I'm Oakes with is John every day. I've been nominated for anything. He just won. <laughs> I, I did it's, actually. You finally won. <laughs> Calm down. How many more do you want? John, always the bridesmaid Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> the Robin to everyone's Batman. John Oakes, shout out to John Oakes, who we will have back on the show at some point. But this isn't a radio show, this is a podcast. So let's, is, like, yeah, this is. is for everyone to enjoy, not in real time. What areas of uh, expertise do you think you might have that will be useful in a conversation with Russell Kane? Because you understand the premise, you've been here. He's yes. going to ask a big question and a small one. What areas of expertise? What are you I mean, good at? I'm good at running open mic comedy clubs, apparently. <laughs> well, I suppose then, without further ado, Ross McGrain, shall we introduce old Russell Kane onto the show I think we probably should yeah do you want to do it that'd be nice if you do it oh, I've never introduced him onto anything before this would be nice uh, time for our next guest is the brilliant Mr Russell Kane here's an eye dead Russell Kane, thank you so much for joining uh, listen, us on the Trends. I don't want to trade in ident politics. I don't want to get drawn into that. So. <laughs> I do self-ident as a as a radio host. You um, self-identing it already? Fucking hell! Two seconds in. <laughs> let's not mate, let's not get get into that this early on in the conversation. Russell, um, I'm gonna say some things about you to you. We all know Russell Kane, not least from your podcast Evil Genius, which you can listen to right now on BBC Sounds. You are a veteran of the business for 20 years odd, uh, doing your stand up. You're winning various awards, presenting numerous TV shows. And you're joining us now through a rectangle from an undisclosed location. All correct. You've been with Ross recently, so this isn't quite as much of a treat to the both of you. <laughs> I'm enjoying this immensely, but you were together yesterday, weren't you? Sunday. What day is it? I don't know. Monday. It was Sunday. It was two days ago. It was Saturday, wasn't yeah. it? What were you oh, yeah, doing? Saturday, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I, came down to, I came down to Battlesbridge antique shopping. That's what my mum's boyfriend... Uh, mum's got a boyfriend. Stop checking my mum. That's what he's into. He genuinely purchased uh, a Trojan helmet and a ceramic satsuma. So my mum's life is already shit and her house is full of crap on the wall. And Danny from like Woodford uh, is into antiques and that. Just like I am now, um, I don't know, if, are you capturing video We've at all? You. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Let me describe it for the listeners. I'm wearing a beautiful, after Stephen Bartlett plugged it, crafted Gold-plated necklace. Looks great, doesn't it? But it costs about nice. 40 quid. And Danny's like, why would you want to wear that? Do you know what I mean? You want to buy, have class. You want real gold. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a gold pl- and he actually said a gold-plated pussy necklace and then went out and bought to put on the wall of my mum's bar at home a samurai sword and a Trojan helmet. <laughs> oh, that's pure fucking class, that. And I'm sure they do do original Trojan helmets and samurai swords in Battlesbridge, yeah. don't they? Near yeah, Rayleigh. Of course they do. <laughs> am, I, am I making it up though, Ross? You, I think you probably saw a picture. Yeah, yeah. Your, your auntie showed me a picture on her phone of the Trojan it's... helmet that had just been purchased. Yeah. Catching so that... up in real time, I, I, I thought you said a ceramic satsuma, which I thought was a yeah, oh, that, that was the third purchase of the day. What a ceramic is that? satsuma. We found about that. It's like, as you would like imagine, a, a ghastly. <laughs> piece of pottery painted bright orange to ruin any room from a thousand paces. If Not I'm... that my mum has a thousand paces. She lives in a tiny matchbox bar at home. So everything you buy becomes a sort of quite a dangerous thing to hang on a wall. A samurai sword in a small space is not an ideal gift, is it really? Yeah, I think if you, when you're into antiques, particularly as a bloke, you just turn your house into an armoury, really, didn't you? Just my brother's done it's that. Also, brother's it's also prepping. like, if you're not into tat, but obviously, I cle- clearly am. I've got a room. I've got bits and pieces. I quite like having weird little things hanging around. I love I mean, that wallpaper you've got what, on I'll the back there as well. I bought It's like a, a rock hand. Like oh, a, look at a that! In a rock symbol, and it just sits quite nicely. So I like little bits of crap. But my mum's a kind of no furniture, nothing on the floor. All the rooms knocked through, clean spaces. 
and Dan, her uh, boyfriend, <laughs> shaking my mum, please. He's a tat. He's a tat collector. Well, I mean, uh, and- th- this being an audio medium, we've got video. We might use a bit, but just describe to the listeners what he's got. There is a silver disembodied hand, one in the pink, one in the stink I was just type thing. The to be, I know it's rock I and roll. I think it's supposed but- to be a rock, a rock and roll hand, rather rather than to be a sort of <laughs> anal and vaginal. Well, I don't know. penetration. If I may, uh, speaking of gold-plated pussy necklaces, I'm going to do a Russell and come right up to the camera now. I want to show you what I've got, Russell. I don't oh, know if yeah, it's yeah, right do it, yeah. Look at my little necklace, what I bought. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like? Do you... Oh, it's a dick necklace. <laughs> a cock and balls. <laughs> a little tiny silver-plated penis. And it was really expensive. That's lovely. Lovely. Where'd you get that from? Off uh, an Instagram influencer that sells many <laughs> new things. Shebae. Venus Libido is her name, and I I like it. I really like it. Yeah, no, crafted. I'm not being paid by anything. It's they've just all of a sudden made all this stuff that looks like dead expensive, really reasonable price. This is a fucking half ice cube and necklace. I think it's about fifty quid. This bracelet, (laughs) half ice cube and bracelet. It's like cubic zirconia's gold plate because it's on demand. Them like me looks valuable. You get me? (laughs) Get you, Russell. I get you hard. Russell, um, as is the convention of the show, uh, we ask our very special guests to bring us one big and one small question. Shall we kick off with Russell Kane's big question? My big question is, is ageing inevitable? Not death. Death is inevitable, obviously. But is ageing inevitable? It's something I'm really interested in at the moment. Oh, okay. And it goes deeper than you might think. Why why are you so interested in it at the moment? I suppose that's a good start. What's got you thinking about the shape of your face? I started my career about 10 years too late. This is actually my third career before I found out what I was basically born to do. So I've ended up with a really high energy mental act that Ross saw being born on the streets of South End. And uh, it's just as it started to peak to the peak point of where I need maximum energy. (laughs) It was the right at the point where your peak energy was just stopping. So I was like, I need to stay cellularly Physically is just a bonus. Who, who cares what you look like? But on, on an energy level, on a ah. feeling level, on a cellular level, mm. mitochondrial cell DNA level, I need to stay about 33, 34 years old. If I get it right, my physical appearance should remain at that as well. So I started that about 10 years ago. So the superficial side of it, that's a bonus to what is essentially being able to actively do what you do mentally and physically until the day you die, which I suspect if you're not ageing, is quite a surprise moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No... Well, th- there is a species on the, on the planet. To, so it's, we live for 90 years, right? There's not a scientist, if we're lucky, there's not a scientist yet who can tell us why human beings' lifespans are 90 years. There's no good reason why it shouldn't be 50 years or 120 years. And there are many things made of the same shit that live longer. We can go all the way up to those big redwood trees that are a thousand years old. Mm. But something with legs and eyes that mates a bit like us, tortoise. Not that much different DNA-wise, certainly not to Ross. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> heavy <God>. shelling alert. <laughs> and, uh, no, but so the great tortoise lives, the great tortoise lives to 175. Why, why the fuck does the great tortoise live to, They don't know. But what's amazing is if I show you a 100-year-old great tortoise and a 170 year old great tortoise there is no difference in mobility fertility fragility elderliness they have one week at the end where they descend like our nanas do in nursing homes into like breaking down and then they die about a week maybe a month after 175 years death is inevitable but frailty and fragility and have being in pain and having a shit old age is not there are many creatures where that does not happen 
Is it possible in humans? That's so fascinating. What that perhaps implies is that there is supposed to be a sort of a date that we're supposed to die. We reached that a long time ago. And that last week of decline, we've stretched out now for another 20 to 30 years at the back end of a a life. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. So how can we increase our health span so that that extension is healthy? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know the second time I met you, you you had some fancy stuff. Legal stuff, but it was fancy. It looked fancy. You had some... I'm going to just say some words, neurotropic biohacking effect or something. You seem yes. quite fascinated by it, this magical powder. Yeah, so there's obviously the boring ones that no one wants to hear about that definitely make people live longer, right. diet and exercise. It's not, it's not controversial. Eat McDonald's and junk food and processed food, sit in a chair, uh, don't exercise. You're probably going to die sooner than your twin brother who does the same. <laughs> if we had twins, right? Twin, if we had two twin brothers. So that's just not controversial. No. What's controversial is if we say diet and exercise is 70% or even 80%, if you want to err on the side of caution, mm. can we manipulate that 20% with supplements and biohacking? Yes is the fucking answer. Once you understand what aging is, right? Because if you say to someone, what is aging? Well, try and define it. Go on, Ross. What, what's aging? Uh, well, getting older, your things start shutting down. Your hair starts falling out. Music isn't interesting an anymore. anymore. Right. I, didn't ask, I, did, I didn't ask about your 30s, Ross. I asked about aging. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm about 57 in drug years. Do you, know I mean? you have to date Ross. It's called Bob Marley's is the unit of aging that we date, we date Ross. Bob <laughs> <laughs> Marley's. Yeah. I, I know for a fact he had... Um, I mean, I sat next to him all day, so neither of us have moved all day. We've been sat in our asses, yeah. but I also know that you had... McDonald's for dinner last night and for oh, breakfast this morning. Why are you morning. passing me up like this, John? You're a real piece of <laughs> well, shit. Because you, you and Russell already know each other and I was <laughs> scared that you'd gang up yeah. on me and now we're going to gang up on you. I, I had a gig last night, so I was coming back late. You know what it's like? I, in, in Rayleigh McDonald's as well, like near where you were in Battlesbridge, yeah. that, that Rayleigh McDonald's is 24 hours and it's like anyone who lives yeah. in Southend as a comic That's, is, is you know why that there. is? The traffic's so bad you can get out and get a Happy Meal and get back in at the weir. Yeah, for it's <laughs> But I'll tell you what, the, the worst part of that is I'll, I will go there after a gig, go through the drive through get my food and then park up and eat it, right? And directly opposite is a 24-hour gym. It's, it's like, that's bang oh. out of order for both sides of the coin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not serving each other. It's, good, it's a good definition, uh, Jordan. Yeah, you're right. Well, we think too superficially, don't we? It's cells, they sort of split and leak stuff out, don't they? Is that basically what's that's happening? Right. And the peptides in our brain that are told to... Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, Russell Kane, right? I've been talking to Ross about this today and felt really clever. But now what I've become acutely aware of is you actually know about this stuff. <laughs> and the words that I've been yeah. using... Mine, I'm just going to say the same thing I say to Ross and you tell me how accurate it was. So the brain produces neuropeptides and what they are are things that tell your body what to do. They, they get to the places they're supposed to and they switch off hormones. They switch the cells on and off to produce different hormones and mm. things like that. For example, if you get addicted to... Let's pick a drug. What's a drug you've Cough, never had? Caffeine. Well, caffeine. I've never had heroin. Pick a caffeine. Let's say caffeine. And the outer layer of the cell, it has to receive information from the things that it takes in. It basically, it likes caffeine, so it replaces all of its receptors on the outside with receptors that take caffeine, which is great. But then it hasn't got any to absorb nutrients, to tell food yeah, where to yeah, go. Yeah. So you just get addicted and then you get sicker and sicker. And I think that's what aging is, is the brain stops sending peptides to the body. Yes. That is a brilliant description of one of the body systems and how it operates. But I think the description of aging is much is simpler. Okay. And that's what people are scared of. It's as simple as describing what gravity is or what cancer is. If I say gravity is something falling to the floor, I understand it. You try and fucking defeat it or change it, you can't. If I tell you cancer is tumours making cells that it shouldn't in your body, simple to say, we're no fucking closer to stopping it. Aging is two things going on at the same time. 
when you wake up each day, you're making brand new cells to become the same Jordan you were yesterday. Well, maybe not the same in your case. But you know. <laughs> if, if you're you know telling I mean. me these pills are going to change me. <laughs> Obviously not completely the same. That would be a fucking disaster. You'd have to delete Edinburgh for a start. No, anyway. <laughs> No, but no. Not, if I have to give all the awards back just for being 10 years younger, I am. No. No, but broadly speaking, you know, there's that cliche in seven years' time, you'll be a completely different Ross and Jordan than you are today because your mm. body would have replaced all the cells. That's broadly true. But guess what? It's quite hard to make accurate copies of the cells that are exactly the same. And as you get older, your body gets less accurate at making those copies. When we're oh, young, very easy right. to produce new ones, which is why a hangover doesn't last as long. When you know, uh, photocopiers younger listeners probably don't even know what that is but a photocopier you make a photocopier of a photocopy it gets fainter and shitter until it's just a shit copy mm -hmm. that's you getting older that's one component making shit new copies or less accurate the second component is when you wake up tomorrow all that dead shit cells today that have died which is millions and millions we don't waste energy getting rid of those they just float around your body they're called old age cells the ah. posh word is senescent cells so you've got old age or senescent cells floating around your body combined with not making completely accurate good new ones that's all aging is yes loads of other stuff can go wrong to do with addiction and peptides and neurons yeah, yeah. But aging is the collection of bin bags of old cells spoiling all the fresh stuff around it like a bad strawberry in a kitchen next to fresh ones and yeah. a failure to produce accurate new copies exercise diet and wealth will help you Make sure you produce more um, copies by being better looked after, uh, as well as burning off more shit, more shit fuel. But also there are some compounds out there that when you take them can help you produce more accurate copies. And this is what I'm fascinated about. I, I refuse to biologically be 48 this year. I, I absolutely. So does your Wikipedia page, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. Sadly, it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, so I've got this as a note I was handed. I didn't want to bring it up, but since you brought it up, yeah. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it emerged 2015 that you lied about. Why would you like about being five years older than you are? Not lied, just didn't correct anyone. <laughs> well, as I, as, I, as I, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. As I started to do this stuff. So when I was younger, sort of 25, people, I go, guess how old I am? People go, 25. When I was 18, 18, didn't look older, didn't look younger. I've always just looked the age I was. Right. Man. Then this fucking ridiculous career, this superficial image driven young person's career, as I thought it was at the time, I've subsequently learned that's complete bollocks mm. because I'm a privileged white male. I can do it whatever the fuck I like to do. <laughs> but anyway, I was paranoid. I don't want to get old. So that's when I started getting into the science of it about 10 years ago. Then people gradually started guessing, you're a bit how old are you? And they would make guesses and the guesses got wider and wider. And I thought, because I'm not, because I wasn't famous yet, but I was sort of known on the circuit. Mm. I just rolled with people's suggestions and five years seemed a good thing to roll with. Then of course I fucking got famous and I told too many people the, the fake age. Yeah. And I just thought, I'll just go with it. What's wrong with being five years younger? But then I would tell anyone backstage, oh, you know, I'm secretly, like, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I was telling anyone. So it was always going to end up in the paper pretty quick. But, you know, if people guess my age still now, it get, it's roughly matches the epigenetic because you can get this tested now. You can test your cellular age. So there is something in look, roughly looking. You know, someone looks like shit. They normally are got some shit going on in their body. Sure. Normally, not always. If, so if, so ageing is getting shitter while getting filled with old shit. Mm. I believe yeah. that. <laughs> um, Ross... McGrain, in rebuttal, if, if, we, if, if we judge Ross McGrain ages by... 
Marley's. How do we judge Kane ages? What's a what's a Russell Kane year? Espressos. <laughs> you cut through and yeah, rings of it. What's a Russell Kane year? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. it's got to be half of what a normal year is. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, forty-eight. You mate. are going backwards. Your little Benjamin Button in on screen right now. That, so, so we're actually, I want to launch a business in this. Well, it's my wife that's launching a business in the area. But then I want to do a second launch, which is for hair. Because the statistic This blew of, my mind when, when you, because I see the before and after of you, what you're the, about the to percent, say. Yeah. The percentage of men that lose their hair is 91%. It's, this, this isn't like, this isn't, or's your dad bold, you'll go. But this is, if you are a biological male with all your male hormones. All right, Russell, you can we not will like, lose your hair? <laughs> this is so oppressive. I thought I thought I was doing well to hide it. I know what you mean. It is and the epigenetic oh, no, you, thing is amazing. Don't go bald. Eunuch, eunuchs do not go bald. Yeah. If you cut the testicles from a man <laughs> when they are 13, <laughs> yeah. they don't go bald. So out of context, we'll use this. No, this conversation. they don't go bald. You're actually, no, actually all, showing all, your age now. All, bi- <laughs> yeah. all, all biological men go bald. Yep. Eunuchs I mean, people that have been castrated yeah, do not lose their hair. Yeah. Ergo, male hormone makes you go bald mm. and almost 100% of the time, including me. My yeah. granddad's got full head of hair and he's just starting to thin. He's 94, just. Yeah. I started to go for whatever reason a little bit earlier. Still made it to the mid-40s. Good good stretch. Yeah. And I started to lose my hair here at the crown. So then I used science. Yeah. And as you can see... Bloody Fuck beautiful. That. Yeah, group, beautiful. That's Literally the clip that we've got to use. because yeah. I, I mean, we can describe it as luscious as it is, but I think we should use a clip of that. That's really yeah. nice. You say oh, granddad's 94. I mean, if the apple don't fall far from the tree, check his Wikipedia page. <laughs> your, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your granddad's actually as old actually, as you think he is. It's actually, I've, I've, that's Lindsay's granddad. I've said the wrong age. Oh, I think my granddad's 91. It's 91. Oh, both so I'm such space. a chav that even though I'm 48, my granddad is only 91. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was 18 and able to high-five my great nan with her marbles. I can remember, I was able to legally drink at my mum's 40th birthday. <laughs> that is some council estate maths. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it sounds to me, Russell, like you've got quite a good grasp on this and what you really needed was um, a second, less informed opinion. Would a good transplantation be, yes, ageing is... Getting shitter while getting filled with shit. And yep. in order to do that, there is a plug that essentially acts, what, like a... There's a toilet duck out there that you can use and put in your body <laughs> that clears the shit. If that is the case, Russell, is there a name for this miracle thing or is it a collection of them or what do you recommend? Remember, the 70%, we're already forgetting it, is the bigger toilet ducks of diet and exercise and no one wants to fucking hear it. They yeah. want to shove a kebab down with some magic dust on top and think it's all going to be okay. If you drive... <laughs> at 70 miles an hour and I invent the seatbelt, you don't then put your foot down to 110 miles an hour and think you're going to be okay if you drive yes. into a wall. Mm. You yeah. will still die. So just because these seatbelts are coming out, remember the human body still needs to be driven properly. That said, Jolt launches next month. <laughs> <laughs> Jolt. That is Jolt. Um, I suspect... Ironically, you need a seatbelt for a big old Jolt, don't you? So. But that's fantastic. Good to know that we're not going to get that shit that fast. Yeah, it's good to know that there's actually drugs that I can take <laughs> that will make me look less old. That's, that's amazing. Right. That's but nice. I've, no, I've noticed though, there's a difference between how men and women think about this because the, in, the industry to do with anti-aging and lifespan extension is dominated 
by American sort of billionaire men in their 50s that want to like mm. circle jerk in a rocket on the way to Mars and have an oxygen <laughs> tank while they bang a Ukrainian model on their, on their 90th birthday. <laughs> and if you speak to women, they just want to feel younger and enjoy whatever they've been given. They don't really care whether it's 70 or 100 years. And I think if in our culture we move to health span mm. rather than obsessing about lifespan, which doesn't really matter if your life's miserable, it would change everything. It doesn't need to be hardcore nerdy science. It's like, how can I be feel healthier and have a happier life for longer? Do you think that difference, though, between the way men and women react to it, though, is like w- w- there's a lot more, obviously, pressures on on women in so to look a certain way, so they tend to go more down the, the physical sort of plastic surgery Maybe. routes, lip fillers and, and all that kind of thing. Whereas men, we don't have to give as much of a shit as what we look like, but we do care about whether we live longer and whether we've got hair, yeah. I guess, is, is, is a big it's one. It's changing, though. It's changing. Yeah. If you s- just switch on Love Island, which yeah. I do on a nightly basis, and I've got a first in English, tell me now. Uh, if you switch it, if you switch it on, I don't see many men in there going, "Hey, who cares what we look like?" Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. them over the sink with a mirror, shaving their perineum, ready for a night of dating. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, good point. I don't <laughs> when I went to get my boob job done, I shan't say who because of the nature of the story. They tried to upsell me so much. I told you about this oh, today, this didn't so I? Was, funny. I what a minute, what, like a wolf with six tits or something. <laughs> <laughs> I really said, when, when we were talking about it, I was like... It's two in Have you considered yeah. four tits? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love the feeling of the ripple of... <laughs> up the front of the cat. Um, they, well, I was being silly because it was being filmed for an ITV documentary. So when they said like sizes and stuff, and we, I was like, can I just have, a, <laughs> have, have one giant one on my head so I look like a giant baby's bottle? <laughs> um, but, but the guy says to me, okay, so obviously you had the boobs and, like, and obviously we'll do your forehead. <laughs> so I didn't. What? I, he, he upsold me on forehead. What eyes, was wrong? What's wrong with your forehead? Exactly, I don't know. I mean, I'm wearing a hat now, so you can say it's affected me. But I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with my forehead at all. But he was uh, he was feminising me sort of in advance. He was like, and of course, we're sure out those fucking manly ankles of yours. He didn't say ankles, but he might as well have done. Can we have he a look at his forehead? For... No. Why not? Because of Wait what there, that man said. <laughs> Wait there. He didn't say ankles or he didn't say manly. Because <laughs> you said he didn't say ankles. He, that means he just went, we'll just sort out that manly. <laughs> and then stopped. Sort of this general manliness that, that you've got. He, he had a list of things that was being offered to sort me out, like, to feminise me. And one of them is the brow bone that's above the thing. I mean, it's pretty it's prominent in males. I'm not, I'm not quite sure of the evolutionary imperative for that. But shave that down. I was like, I'd never thought about that before. Now I'm walking around with a fucking shelf on my head I didn't know about. Just, just lower what you're being paid. That's the quickest way to feminise every single part of you. I just send, send back an invoice for 15% of everything I've earned for the last. Um, but either way, right, so it, it, we've, we've, I feel like we've answered your, we've answered your big question, Russell. We've, we've, sadly, yeah. sadly on the money, that, pardon the pun. Yeah. Very much so. So um, in answer to your big question, you, I mean, you've got the answer and we, Ross and I both agree, Jolt, Jolt is the... Jolt is, is the way. Jolt, second to... Diet and exercise by whatever yeah. Russell is peddling because it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, the question yeah. was, it, is ageing reversible, wasn't it? Was that is what it, it was? inevitable? Is it inevitable? Yeah. And do, I guess, do, 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 we have, do we have to, is it, can we not have a world where we can be old but active? We all know those old, yeah. we go, are they 90? Fucking hell, they're still going on holiday. They've still got their hobbies. We, we all know 90-year-olds, like, and then bang, next winter they're gone, yeah. they get pneumonia. That's what you want. You want to be with it till the final furlong. Oh, man. So I suppose in answer, then, yes, it is. It is inevitable, but you can slow it down or 
play with the rate in which certain aspects of it happen. Maybe. Because, I mean, you're, you're going to age, event, you know, you're going to get to like 65, 70, whatever. You're going to start to physically age, aren't you? But of course. You can certainly slow down the way your body feels on the inside, definitely. Yeah, if you're doing something you love, I swear there's some, I don't believe in magic or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know why I felt I needed to clarify that. <laughs> I don't believe in magic. But there is something to be said for the vitality that your body provides you when you're doing something that you Absolutely. are driven to oh do. Oh, my God, yeah. And stress and stress happiness about. is massive. Yeah. yeah, stress, yeah. Stress, you're better off smoking, I think it's like seven cigarettes a day than being stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If you had to pick one or the other, you're better off having seven fags a day but loving your life than not smoking and being stressed. Excellent, Stress will kill you quicker than news. cigarettes. Well, there we go. That's Finally, a good... some news I can get on board with. Yeah, more <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Stop worrying, smoke cigarettes. Um, I think <laughs> now would be and a that's good... That's when I launch my, new, my next product, <laughs> Toke. Toke launches an eight the cane branded cigarette. <laughs> Jolton Toke. Jolton Toke. That sounds like every party I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how your night finishes in the lay-by next to the McDonald's. <laughs> Jolton Toke. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's move on now to some quick fire listener questions. Myself, Ross McGrain, Russell Kane, we're going to answer your questions that you sent into the show. Here is them now. Question number one, Clive from Birmingham. Is it possible to create phones and laptops that could be destroyed remotely so people wouldn't bother nicking them? I assume so, so why hasn't it been done, dot, dot, dot? I want to question Clive's motives here, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, what is wrong question. with your phones, mate? What's he want? Great a question. A phone that you could explode remotely or could just switch off remotely? I'm not sure, quite sure what he's got. Fry it, fry it on. You, want, you couldn't do explode remotely for obvious reasons. Say right. a toddler had picked it up in the park. But uh, you could do so that it sort of fries on the inside to make it tight. Totally useless. Yeah. So that there's the circuits burn out, or or it floods with a liquid. There could be oh, a I liquid like that. thing that and a liquid floods inside it. Yeah, like like one of those old puzzles from the from the the thing with Tom Hanks. There's a movie because it didn't happen in real life. The Da yes, Vinci Code. Yes. You twist yeah, it too much, yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. floods with ink. Yes, That's, that that. But doesn't that? Or I mean, with iPhone particularly, if you if you disable that, it it's disabled, one. isn't it? 
No, you can lock it and wipe it, but then look, you can just get it done at one of the Mandem shops in the high street, get it wiped and resell it as an unregistered iPhone. Oh, right. I see. So, so no it's one still can worth it. fifty to hundred quid. If if you're if you're nicking those and you nick five or six in a day, yeah. it's still you still make yourself a couple hundred quid selling them on. Yeah. So that's why it's worth. That's why they're worth yeah. stealing them. It's actually not even a comedy idea. It's actually a brilliant fucking idea. Yeah, the glee that you'd feel if you knew it had been stolen, just sitting in an app. I mean, you'd have to go on an app on a computer to do it because you don't have a second phone and a, like a detonator. Oh, yeah. You'd have to go to an app, press a button, and just knowing that someone's got a phone that's just gone... That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do it it's to all of them on, at the same time. On your find, you just go into your iCloud account on a laptop, find my iPhone, locate, play, alarm, destroy. Destroy. So you'd have to enter <laughs> the code three times. Like, third time, are you sure? Damn fucking right. Sure. <laughs> Clive, the answer to your question, is it possible, is yes, if Russell Kane is involved. Because it sounds like he's got his businesses are booming at the moment. Susie Malik, why isn't all packaging containing foodstuffs that you are unlikely to use in one go... You see, right. Can you read that? Go Susie Malik, why isn't all packaging containing foodstuffs that you're unlikely to use in one go resealable? Oh, right. So why can't you reseal things that you're going to use so more than once? Yeah, some packages are obviously resealable and some aren't. And Susie is asking why some things <laughs> that you wouldn't continue to use right. are not unsealable. Thank you. Yeah, so, like, so, say, so like the, cere- like, you know, the bag inside the cereal. Yeah, yeah or bread. Or wafer thin <laughs> ham. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever eaten a whole pack of ham? Always. I, 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 this is, a, this is a, a terrible admission, but one of my favourite things to do is to get a block of cheese, a knife and some oh. ham, just cut off a stick of cheese. Oh, wrap it oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Oh, I read butter. I thought you said butter in my mind. Yeah, cheese. Oh, butter. Cheese, right? Yeah. I mean, butter's butter great. So you're, ra- you're, ra- you're, so you're using the ham as the r- Rizzler? Yes. And yes. the cheese yes. as the tobacco. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like Mr. Tumble made a spliff. <laughs> Oh, it's true. Wow. I've done it. I've done it many a time. Oh, many that's a time. Right. I think but why the, is it not resealable? Cost probably. I would, it's quite. Yes. It can't be cheap to do the little resealing thing. That'll be what it is. It's Round cost everything. definitely. Yeah, I think because some hams you can reseal. Some packs of ham. <laughs> yeah, you can reseal. I like. Them, if you, you, know, know, you, know, you know where they put like the little pussy old sticker on the back of pasta and go? It's like a little. <laughs> it's a little. A little pussy circle. Of, I'll reseal it and it like, it's like fucking one go and it's permanently yeah, do open. Do you know what else as well which doesn't make any sense is that pasta, dried pasta has that little sticky sealy thing. That's probably the only thing that's, that you don't need to seal. Exactly. No. That's so true. Always dry. Puss, the pussy old keeping the freshness. I quite like it. The <laughs> yeah. thing. That's really sweet. Little that's pussy that's dark. what it's called now. <laughs> Susie, it's because of money like all things in the world. Pedro Wilkinson from London. Why is there so much perfect symmetry in nature, e.g. snowflakes and honeycombs? I like this question because I know a bit about it. But why? What might you assume was the case? Why is there so much? Read that question again. Why is there so much symmetry in nature? For example, snowflakes and honeycombs are perfectly symmetrical from many angles. You've got many oh, degrees yeah. of symmetry. But why do you think human, that is? Human beings, lungs, kidneys, our yeah. faces roughly symmetrical. I know we're not completely symmetrical, but in fact, the correlation: the more symmetrical your face, the more attractive you're perceived to be. Mm. It's not right. I'm not agreeing with it. It's just a fact of human existence. So we seem to crave symmetry and everything yeah, i've yeah. heard about it. i think we we react more so on the right side of the face than the left i read this somewhere that they did this study of like tracing dogs eyes like when they read in human reading human expression to see if they understand when we're genuine when we are upset and when we're not oh and you'd notice that dogs would always look to the right side of the face to get an idea of whether the human was angry or oh they don't so they've compartmentalized to save energy they just i'll scan the right side of the face that's well i guess that's just where they see the most reaction right oh i think because because for some reason yeah i don't know the right side of our face will react more so than the left 
Why don't you answer for each other? Does Russell Kane have a symmetrical face? I would, if I had to, mathematically speaking, I'd say that thing is pretty symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, but when you when you put it in one of the apps, you can see it's can not. You? You, don't look any, you don't look anything like you. So if you go in an app where it's like you put half your face and then double it, it, doesn't, oh, it won't right. even look like you. Yeah, my it wife's convinced like she's you. got a wobbly nose and I keep saying she's not, but I know in my heart that if you did put her in a machine, it would, yeah, because <laughs> I know, it, I love her little nose. It's so adorable, but it does slope off sort of like a snail shell to the side. <laughs> Why are things symmetrical in nature? Do you know the reason why? Two different questions. They're the reason why we're symmetrical. It's an energy efficient, energy saving thing. You need depth perception on your eyes and ears. It's very helpful to have two of something in that respect. It saves energy to just basically print something twice. Like things that have got many legs, it's the same legs. But then the reason why we like symmetrical people is because it's a sign of a genetic defect of any kind. If if one side is not symmetrical, because essentially it wasn't printed twice the same kind of like almost harping back to what you're saying about new versions of ourselves mm. but the reason yeah. why many things are many-sided symmetrical is because of energy conservation there's a reason why all, every planet is a sphere and bubbles of a sphere because it's the most energy efficient shape in nature and of course that's symmetrical from every single possible side and honeycombs are incredibly energy efficient and stable like a if it had one side slightly different, it's, it's not yeah. as structurally sound. You used to work in a glass factory. You know what this is like. Yeah. Those panes all have to be completely the same shape as well and energy and structurally the same. Yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. yeah and when I was going to say you glazed over then and I thought that was a great part. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of fun, fun we, and exciting We both reasons. went. We were double glazed. <laughs> Oh. Oh. your front you get your back done free <laughs> <laughs> wow I didn't know that I did not know that I would, that wouldn't have been my guess it's so wonderful guess. the whole thing it's what would your guess be I, would, I, had, I just thought it was to do with beauty or something or attraction or and a desire to I don't, I don't, I don't know what, well I guess the I, attraction I, side of it would be the reason why we're more attractive to someone with a symmetrical face is the the primitive way of just finding the best mate right yeah because uh, yeah. They, they print themselves properly so they probably print a child properly out of him. Imagine saying that to a bird on a first date. I'm just checking you've been printed right before I take you back to mine. Have you got two kidneys? (laughs) (laughs) That's a serial killer's opener, isn't it? (laughs) Um, But then of course in nature we also have fractal patterns that are completely non-symmetrical from any possible angle mm. like a sea uh, like a snail shell or a, or a sunflower yeah. spiral they're completely not symmetrical but they do repeat over and over and over again so arguably yeah. you could yeah. say they're symmetrical in fourth dimensional space jesus christ isn't that exciting this is great yeah, yeah. this is great that's some deep shit pedro there's so is there a, any examples on. of things that come out not symmetrical yeah those fish right this is my favorite one those fish that used to have an eye on both sides of the head and then they evolved to lie on one side flat so one of the eyes just moved over to the other side oh yeah so they've got yeah, two the eyes on the same fish, side yeah. of their face like yeah soul is and it stuff the, like let that, me yeah. guess it's the right side let me fucking get some dogs <laughs> can speak to <laughs> i'm learning dogs so i've moved my eye over <laughs> We could all take a leap out of there. As a pet owner, it's your responsibility to move your eyes to the right side of your face. Um, Pedro Wilkinson, basically, it's because of, it's all because of sex. Everything's to do with sex and reproduction. Mm. That was good. We've not got any more mini questions. Sorry, I didn't realise we'd come to the end of our questions. I'll, I'll ask one very, very quickly. Why do people like the smell of rain? Do they? You saw me make this up on the spot. Don't oh, okay. challenge it from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool, a nice cool, cool, smell. Cool. Why do we well, like well, the it, 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 I mean, 
Okay, so we're going to have to define what type of rain. If we're in a field and the rain's hitting the grass and the smell of damp grass mm. is coming up, or are we in the middle of a, like a post-industrial city and the rain's <laughs> hitting the sewers? And I mean, that's different rain smell, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. Plus, the humid rain smell is is different to like the damp dog yeah. rain smell. I agree. Uh, see, you you you're getting into it maybe, now. Aren't maybe you? it's because we all need water to live, so our brains are conditioned to like the smell of water. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, th- well, I think it's a nature thing. It's, it's very restful just to hear. I've got a white noise machine. I have to sleep with some sort of background mm-hmm. noise. I've, when I went on the road, I realised hotels are so noisy that I'm going to need a, something to be played loudly to mask out, you know, the couple arguing or shagging next door. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into using white noise. And sometimes I have the waves or rain. I use. I've got rain downpour is the one I used to sleep to every night. So even the sound of rain, let alone the the smell of it. There's obviously something consoling. Maybe we're back to symmetrical patterns in nature because rain is a constant sound, like yeah. a, like, wave, like waves are. And people like to be near nature. We forget and we sort of lost touch a little bit with our animal selves now we live in cities and all scoot around in cars. So maybe it takes us back to something like primordial when we were connected to nature mm. and the smell of it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very underrated sense, smell. But it's so powerful. And if you know anyone that, like Lindsay's granddad, that has no sense of smell, it's a massive part of your life you don't, you yeah. don't live. Well, you yeah. can't taste it, stuff if you can't smell it. You, you know, know, some yeah. people can, like, so Lindsay has got inherited the problems from her granddad. She can taste food perfectly, but cannot smell much at all. That's crazy. My wife. It's an absolute gift if you're a bloke, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I fart my life away without consequences before she enters the room. She, Lindsay has never entered the room and gone, what the fuck's that? Not once in our relationship. <laughs> Sometimes she's walking through almost a solid cloud of shit and has no awareness. <laughs> Well, um, that's, those, are, <laughs> those, <laughs> those are your audience questions answered. Uh, remember, if you would like to ask a question, you can email askjordan at off-script.co.uk or leave it in the review section of iTunes. Russell Kane, what is your, if you don't mind me asking, small question? Do you have a small well, question I, for I, us? I took the name of the podcast literally. So I wanted a question that had, I, I didn't realise you could, I thought it had to be like have a sort of trans element That's in the great. question. That's great. So I wanted to ask, are seahorses transsexual? Because it's one of my favourite animals. It's like me and my daughter always talk about it because it's the one where the men, in inverted commas, carry the carry the babies yeah, and do what would traditionally be seen in nature as the, as the female role. So my question is, could we argue a seahorse is a, a transsexual creature? Well, how about we... So let's work backwards uh, just to illuminate. Seahorses give birth in a traditional manner. The, the female does some babies and then the male carries them in a pouch sort of like a sub-aquatic marsupial for most of its life. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? So the, f- so the what, female has the babies and then gives them to the male? Like, yeah, she's sort okay. of... But they're not ready to live yet, though. The yeah. man sort of finishes off cooking them. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's like keeps them warm. What I will say is that I suppose the seahorse is as transsexual as a man with a pram who's a transsexual. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's sort of attached to him, but a, a guy with a baby in a pram is doing the same no, job as a seahorse. Aren't, aren't, aren't they still growing though? A Their embryos still aren't. They're, well. they're not. No, no, they, no, no. The embryos <laughs> aren't. They're like kangaroos they, in, yeah. in that they could, they can't survive out of the pram. You can't put them on a changing mm. mat. They're not. They've not finished. They've not finished. Mm physically growing and being nourished. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, I don't don't think this is my imagination. I think you went a little bit Australian when you said the word kangaroos, did you? (laughs) I swear you said kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're right, they do grow a little bit in there as well. It's at least a shared experience. 
But then you could argue, for example, like I can't have babies. And is Yet. that what you're going to take Don't that? Be, listen, <laughs> I just stopped you. I just stopped aging in about five sentences. That's true. If stop, if stop aging, we can fucking get in a cardo bag and make it into a womb. That can't, how far away? <laughs> Seriously, I think that already exists, that technology, but it's too controversial. There is no way that someone hasn't cracked how to grow an embryo in a synthetic womb. Yeah, I actually agree so with that. Yeah, it seems basic yeah. to me because with some of the other stuff we're doing. And I'm talking about even in mice, but if that's happened even with a mat, I think that has been squished because it's so controversial and the implications are so huge mm, yeah. that I think people are scared of it. But I do believe, and I I want men, men, I'm biological male, I would love to be able to carry a baby. So we've got one child and Lindsay's like never fucking doing that again we're having one child we're done you know she's a handful and I don't want to be pregnant I fucking hated it it's like well if I could I would do it why not do you reckon why shouldn't men be why shouldn't men be able to grow babies and then just c-section out at the end what's the big deal oh god that's a commitment knowing that there's it's also going to be that's the the strange dystopian slash utopian future is growing it but knowing it has to also be surgically removed as well yeah, and I yeah, think most a lot of women's babies are. Loads of women have yeah. C sections these days. It's ten a penny. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's Would a, you? Bleak operation, though, isn't it? I don't know. I'd... You, you, it sounds like you'd want. All to... right, you can have a natural birth then, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy I just don't enjoy that out, out, out your urethra. You belly. Trust me, it will hurt more than a kidney stone. Trust me. <laughs> It sounds like, uh, Russell, that you'd want to do it, it's, the way you speak about it, because of so, a so, sort of solidarity. Do you think you'd enjoy solidarity. the actual sensation no, of I'm it? Gonna be, I'm going to be more honest than that. Yeah. And, je- and jealousy. Really? I, I experienced what I think a lot of men experience. There's a circle that forms when a baby is born. And in that inner circle, the very inner circle is the mother the pussy and the baby. The pussy. And okay. if you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, no, not shut. the cervix, the circle. <laughs> and then uh, a sphere. You are outside that. So yeah, you yeah, can yeah. you can be as body hair growing hippie vegan soy milk out your man nipple as much as you want, but ultimately <laughs> you are a shit assistant manager for yeah, the yeah, first yeah, six months, true. whether you like it or not. It is true, and a yeah. lot of men are insecure about that, and they don't talk about it, and they feel useless, and they feel like, is there something wrong with me, and they feel jealous of the baby. I didn't get jealous of the baby, mm. but I was jealous of the experience. I'll admit it. I don't. Think, I cannot be the only bloke. No, I, could, it, I. Yeah, I can 100 percent relate to that. I Holly breastfed Lexi for two and a half years, and like so as a result, and you I were ne- jealous of that. I, bit. I was jealous of, in of that scenario. It, both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play both roles. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, as a result, of that like, Lexi wouldn't take a bottle, so it, wouldn't, it wasn't even as if Holly could express, it and then I could feed the back. So I never fed yeah. Lexi growing up, oh, and, and obviously, yeah. you know, I was there to do all the stuff. But I, I know what Russell's saying. It's like, you know, I wanted to be the best father I could be, but like you'll ne- you will never be enough for that kid. No. And that's an attachment that, you know, you will, you will never that, ever have that level of bonding no matter how yeah. close you get to your Right, kids. because it wasn't... And that would be... Yeah. Sorry, and I'll say that would be fine if society wasn't telling men, but you have to be equal to women. You have to provide just as much bonding. Mm. You have to be just as the same as the woman to the baby. And the baby comes along... It's not possible, just a fucking yeah. shit assistant manager at the side. So which is it? I'm a hairy chest, shaven chest, in with the baby, out with <laughs> the baby. So obsessed with the grow body a baby, hair not... in relation to raising but your child. Mixed... 
it's mixed messages to straight biological men at the moment. Yeah. You've got to be masculine. You've got to be not too masculine. You've got to be aggressive like Mr. Grey, because in Fifty Shades, it's a turn on. Actually, don't be aggressive. What are you, a Neanderthal? So in the end, we end up with toxic masculinity because guess what? A lot of women seem to be attracted to fucking bellends that are toxic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the show. I mean, <laughs> transplaining is the place to make sure your straight male problems are solved. <laughs> this is where we do that. I think, right, if, uh, there's, I would love the sensation of a little bouncing baby. I don't want it to come out. If anything, I'd love to keep it there. Is there a scenario, this isn't your question, but I think it maybe solves it, of a sharing, a, a sharing situation, right? Yeah. This is, this is going to sound like such a was half of 180, a 90-degree turn. But there's these sex, sex toys, right? They're called ovipositors, these sex toys. And what they are is a, it's a big old dildo with, I promise this makes sense, giant alien eggs that go in them and then what you do is you squeeze the egg out of the end of it and that goes into the partner's whatever they flesh your little face um like into which the, hole either hole you choose whichever hole you want i would i, I imagine it's a, i mean i've not got many options to be fair so i've got <laughs> like but in a partner what the, the hole and your fucking mouth are getting first <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and the, the idea of it is that have a mouth egg you yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of no, this. No, it's called an ovipositor, and the sensation is the receiving of an alien egg if you're into alien <laughs> sex. It's weird, it just leaves it in you. No, because it comes there. out again, doesn't it? Like you squeeze it out, and that's enjoyable. What do, I mean, oh, uh, this a reverse ours, shit, basically. Yeah, right, it is. And then what I'm saying is now there should be no scenario with the birth of a baby or the receiving of a baby into your body is a, an enjoyable experience. But there is something nice about, like, if you both had the Ovi if there was a device you could stick between a biological woman and biological man that transported the baby from one yeah, no, to I'm another. With you. I'm with you on that. And you could I'm share it. Yeah. Imagine that. No one's going to want the last three months oh, with all the water retention <laughs> fucking waddling. Yeah. I'll do the first six months so you can have the waddling and water retention. Yeah, can yeah. I have the bit where, just, where, 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 just, where Let me just check out my Amazon basket. Let me just check out <laughs> Alien. <egg>. Right, <laughs> 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 so... I like that. I like that. I, like I, bet, I bet as it comes out, you go, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> so a seahorse as it pertains to this what they've they've sort of do the same thing there's no little sex toy involved and that's not their fault mm. i mean they've not evolved that technology but they swap a, they swap the little unborn babies yes and that sounds nice so i think rather than projecting gender roles onto the male seahorse i think he's just doing his bit perhaps he's more fulfilled than human males are perhaps he's getting the experience that you're penguins talking about penguins do that though didn't they the penguins what will, will look after the egg the oh, male yeah. penguin will look after the egg and suspiciously close to his little bum because yeah, like, well, they sit yeah. on it didn't they and it's really close to his little keep ah, it warm maybe that's so, why so he's up for it I'm just, I was just doing some fact checking because I didn't know myself because <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to research and <laughs> it is the, the, the males carry this as, as early as a fertilised egg they carry on their back oh, so it's wow. quite early on so the female just mixes up all the jizz and stuff gets it going but then he, the, the male actually takes the fertilised eggs on his back so it's quite uh, I get what you're saying about the pram analogy but it's quite early on that the bloke takes over mm. growing the baby I mean it's yeah. pretty you know zygote Minimal inve investment. It's literally the equivalent of like sex, and then ovary comes out onto the man immediately. Basically, correct. Like yeah. within a week, you would have Lex you would have grown Lexi on on like a, on your back on some sort of <laughs> womb. It. I love it. I love the idea of like when a snake swallows a football. <laughs> you just got like, like a, I mean, that's a really specific, but like a little baby growing there in, in the, the member. Yeah, I mean, don't bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, said snake with an egg in it, and I figured like, that's what it looked like. With the exactly. Yeah, that's that's the idea. 
So, Fascinating. Yeah, let's not project those gender roles onto them. I think it's a man doing no. his best. But it's definitely worth a question worth bringing up. Um, we've explored some f- interesting territory that I don't think people have really given. Yeah, like asshole budget. alien eggs. Yeah, I mean, available <laughs> now from alongside Jolt and and. Uh, if anyone's untriggered by this podcast, I want to know who they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who remains? Uh, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Kane, uh, it is important that we ask you at the end of the podcast if you feel sufficiently transplained to and happy with your transplanations from me and Ross. The symmetrical one I, I loved oh, as well. You so do, that, you that are. For me, that is a nice little takeaway, that. Yeah, I didn't think I'd actually be able to offer you anything you didn't already know. I'm really proud of that because you are a learned man. We, you've got, as Ross says, some wonderful wallpaper of some books back there. I know them to be real books. <laughs> And I suspect you've read them all no, a couple of times. That, it's a door that opens to my alien egg <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and posing us with your wonderful uh, questions. Huge thank thanks you. to Russell Kane and Russell McGrain. Russell is on tour with his show, The Essex Variant, as of Sunday, the 12th of Feb, with loads of dates around the country. I've not got your website written down, Russell Kane. I'm so sorry. Yeah, correct. And we're coming to the end now. I think there are some tickets left for Dublin and Belfast, maybe a few sprinkling here and there. So have a look. I am considering adding, as I normally do at the end, just a little flurry of small rooms because I enjoy them more. So now that I've earned, earned my money in a cynical capitalist way, I like to add a load of little like 100 seaters, 200 yeah. seaters, and they're always amazing. So keep your eyes peeled. And Jolt launching next week. Is that true? That's, Lindsay's, next that's month? Lindsay's, Lindsay's business, Jolt, uh, the sort of anti-Asian supplement. That launches next uh, month, yeah. And also, there will be some music being released. So watch this space. I'm going to do a charity oh, single. Yeah. Campaign Against Living Miserably, Calm, brilliant charity. So my debut R&B single, Laundry Fight, <laughs> will be coming out that's next great. month. Wait, oh, is that... I know too much. That's great. Don't, very, yeah, very don't spoil it. That's fantastic. <laughs> You can catch Ross and John Oakes on Radio Essex every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 12 p.m. Congratulations on the Chortle Best Comedy Night in the South of England. Is that Yeah, possible? yeah, Best Comedy Night in the South. Amazing, any of us. We won. Just won. Oh. He just found out. And also the Radio Essex fucking, I don't want to blow too much smoke, but the listening figures are unreal. You're taking that show into the stratosphere, so congratulations. Thanks, mate. It's nice so, one. so cool. You. Thank you both. So much for joining me. Transplaining is an off-script production produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Louise Berry. Ross McGrain, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Russell Kane, thank you so much. Thank you. Look at his little face. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. I'm Jordan Gray. This was a podcast, What We've Done Together, because we're friends. <laughs> Are you supposed to use lube with this or not? It's really hurting. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.